Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Good morning, Poynton Christian Fellowship. What a joy it is to be with you today. And I just want to thank Wayne and Claire for extending the opportunity uh, to me and the honour to be part of your online service today. And I just pray it will be a blessing to you in the midst of what is weird and wonderful. Words like unprecedented are becoming well-worn and the challenges that we face in the midst of the uh, the coronavirus and the lockdown that we are uh, working through. But yet, my goodness, uh, I've come to this conviction afresh that even though there is a lockdown, the presence of the Lord is not locked down. That even though there is social distancing and isolation, the Holy Spirit is with you right now. Wherever you are, wherever you're watching this, uh, whatever the condition you're watching this in, the Holy Spirit is right there uh, with you in this room. And I absolutely love the idea that the word of God is not chained. It's not chained. So though we can't meet in our usual and normal ways and some of the things we can't do that we love to do, yet God's presence, God's spirit and God's word continues to work powerfully and effectively all over our world. And it's my joy this morning to share the word of God with you. And I want to, I feel like God's given me a word for your fellowship. Um, So although there's a general sense of encouragement when I was asked to share this, I, I really felt God give this to me. And I've, I've written this especially for you uh, in this moment and in this context. And I want to speak to you about uh, life beyond the bars. Life beyond bars. And uh, I'm going to take it from the book of Philippines, a little reading, Philippines chapter 1. So if you want to follow a reading, just a short reading, Philippines chapter 1. And uh, I'm going to read from verse 12 down to verse uh, 14. And this is Paul writing and he says this, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word of God without fear. Wow, what incredible uh, words they are. And Paul, incredibly, ironically, is speaking to us from his own place of isolation. Paul is in prison. He can't do what he normally does. He can't move where he normally goes. He can't gather with his brothers and sisters in the way that he would be accustomed to. He finds himself in a place of restriction. He finds himself in a place of confinement and he finds himself in a place of isolation. Now, his his isolation is a wee bit different from ours. Our isolation has been forced on us by coronavirus and the restrictions that governments around the world are having to institute. His was because he was regarded as a criminal and uh, he was imprisoned uh, in order to be tried and uh, for, for his behaviour and his beliefs in the context of the Roman world. 
But what's striking is that Paul is writing these amazing words. And in fact, the whole of the letter to the church at Philippi is remarkable. It's an incredible, incredible book and well worthy of our study and consideration. And it's even more remarkable when you understand that those amazing words from this letter to the church at Philippi are written from isolation. They are written from imprisonment. And Paul is speaking out of a profoundly difficult moment. It's strange, there's a a beautiful link between Philippi and prison. Some of you will know that when Paul planted that church along with Silas, in fact, the first church plant in what we would call Europe today, uh, the, the record of that church plant is in Acts chapter 16. And when Paul is seeking to plant that church, he ends up in prison. And of course, that famous moment where Paul and Silas at midnight pray and sing hymns to God and and it's a magnificent, magnificent story. So planting the church, he uh, had a prison experience, but here he is now writing to this church from another prison experience. And who knows that people would be listening to Paul's words and understanding that they carry significant credibility and authority because this man is not only writing from a prison, but he helped plant the church originally from this prison experience. So Paul is in a magnificent position to speak to us about isolation, about our response to isolation, and about potentially what God wants to do with us in this isolation. And in the few verses that we read together this morning, there are three big ideas that I think Paul uh, takes advantage of, and he, he would speak to us today in the 21st century, and perhaps his words to that first century church could be an encouragement to us. Here's the first thing I want you to see. Paul uh, gives us this insight that his opposition created opportunity. His opposition created opportunity. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 says this, I want you to know, brothers, look at this, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Wow. So so on the surface of it, what happens to Paul hurts the gospel. On the surface of it, what happens to Paul hinders the gospel. But Paul is saying to us, in the midst of this opposition, it has created an opportunity for the gospel to advance. And I love that word advance. One of the pictures there is to drive forward. It's the idea of cutting a new path. I love that picture behind that word. Here's Paul in an apparent place of restriction and hindrance and opposition. And yet he says, this has created for us a a new opportunity because it has served to advance the gospel. I love that. I've been challenged by that in my own thinking. Paul is teaching us here that something is getting to happen that normally wouldn't happen because of this moment. I think that's a fantastic challenge to us and a fantastic truth. So often when things happen that hinder or restrict us, we get consumed in the thing and naturally so. But here's Paul, he's not getting consumed in the opposition, he's not getting consumed in this moment of hindrance, but rather he recognises that even in the opposition, there is a potential opportunity 
for the advancement of the gospel. In the midst of corona, in my conversations with different people and leaders and Christians, I've been trying to encourage them, change the narrative. Change the narrative. So one of the narratives that I've heard constantly is, I'm stuck here. We're stuck inside. Uh, And we've been encouraging people in our conversation, no, you're not stuck, you're safe. Now, in a sense, you're saying the same thing, but what you're doing is you're taking control of the narrative. If I see my home as a a, a place where I'm stuck, as a place of opposition, as a place where I can't do what I want to do normally, then I'll fight it. I won't flow with it. I won't use it. I won't maximise it. I'll fight against it. I'll resist it. And I'll say, when am I going to get out of here? And as I'm pouring my energy into my stuckness, I'm missing the potential opportunities that that could be creating. And I want to challenge you today, change the narrative. You're not stuck, you're safe. It's not opposition, it's opportunity. That right now in the midst of the challenge of Corona, God is presenting to you as an individual perhaps, and God is presenting to us as a Christian community, a different or new opportunity to advance the gospel. And that's something for us to think about in a profound way. I I didn't envisage doing recordings of sermons. I didn't envisage doing leadership sessions on Zoom online. And yet, right now as I speak to you, I'm getting requests from churches, different parts of the world, different parts of the United Kingdom. Can you speak to us? Can you teach on this? Can you help us with this? I'm doing it from the comfort, or is it the imprisonment of my office? If I see this office as a place where I'm stuck, I'll fight it if I see this office as a platform for opportunity. Then suddenly we see an opportunity to advance the gospel, not just through technology, but maybe even through the vulnerability and the weakness and the fear and the anxiety of the neighbourhoods in which we live. Is the opposition we're experiencing creating for us an opportunity? How do you see the lockdown? Do you see it as opposition? Or do you see it as opportunity? If we keep seeing it as opposition, then we'll miss the opportunity. But if we see this moment as potential opportunity, then perhaps we'll take our eyes off the opposition and see God's power to create for us a new opportunity to advance the gospel. And I want you to think about that as a community together and as you're facing the challenge of lockdown and corona. Here's the second idea that Paul gives to us. He says that in his restriction, it created repositioning. His restriction created repositioning. Verse 13. So we've looked at verse 12. Look at verse 13 with me. It says this. So that it has become known. That's the the gospel. So that the gospel has become known throughout the whole imperial guard. And to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. Now look look the language. It has become known throughout the whole imperial guard. Here's an incredible idea. In his moment of restriction and limitation, Paul is saying that a whole new audience has got to hear the gospel. If it wasn't for Paul's restriction, 
then he wouldn't have been repositioned and this imperial guard would not have heard the gospel. But because of his restriction, because of his opposition, because of the imprisonment, now a whole audience, a whole new group of people have got to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. What an incredible thought that is, that actually a new platform has been created for the message of the gospel to be heard. Uh, we, we, we've just moved into our community and, and in fact we moved here to our new home just before the lockdown hit. So we were just getting to know our neighbours. What's been remarkable is that we've been able to have conversations with people from a distance but they've opened up to us almost immediately, opened up about fear, opened up about their anxieties, opened up about simple things. My wife has been able to do shopping for people and help people with different things. We've, in a strange way, built relationships that you think that's not possible when we can't actually meet with each other. But here's what's happened. The vulnerability of Corona has opened people up. The vulnerability that people are feeling, the anxiety that they're feeling, the worry that many of them are feeling about jobs and family and money and where I'm going to get my shopping. All of those things have opened people up and suddenly in a village of only about 450 people where virtually everybody normally keeps themselves to themselves, conversations are being created. Repositioning is happening. Why? Because people are desperate, because we're in a lockdown, because we're actually thinking about those around us and asking the question, is there a way in which we can redirect our energy to help those around us? That is remarkable. Personally, I've been doing a lot more telephone calling. I've been literally, I have a list of names and I just go through that list every week of people that I just pick up the phone. How are you doing? How are things? Is everything okay? My own family, some of whom are, are not followers of Jesus, have opened up to me through their own crisis and, and pain that they've experienced in Corona. And the Lord has created amazing conversations and opportunities. Because of the restriction, Paul got repositioned. It's quite remarkable that most churches, and I would guess yours as well, are probably reaching more people through their online presence now than would have normally come through the door of the church. One of the churches that I serve and minister to, they would normally get about 600 people through the church doors on a Sunday. At the moment, they're getting uh, well over a thousand, close to 1,500 people who are listening to the services or connecting to things online. That's a whole new audience. Now, there'll be challenges beyond Corona, but that's a new audience. And actually, our restriction has repositioned us. And if we can grab the repositioning, it can enable us to take advantage of the opportunity. Is the Lord, here's the question, is the Lord repositioning us for the season? And if so, how can we serve it? The Lord has repositioned me. So how can I serve this? I don't want to fight it. I want to serve it. Here's the last idea and then I'll pray and we're finished. Paul says thirdly that my chains, the chains that I'm literally wearing, have created confidence. 
in others. Look at verse 14. He says, And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now note that it's really easy to miss this, but something powerful is happening here. That because of Paul's chains, other followers of Jesus now realize they've got to step up. They've got to do something because Paul's restricted, Paul's experiencing opposition, Paul is in chains, he can't be doing all of this, he can't be here, he can't be there, he can't be everywhere, he can't be doing the studies, he can't be proclaiming the gospel. Why? Because there's a sense in which he's restricted and he can only speak into the context that he's positioned in. But suddenly they rise up, they rise up in confidence and they say, well, even though he's restricted, we're not. Even though there's a sense in which Paul can't do certain things, we can And as a result of Paul's personal restriction, it was the catalyst of releasing other voices and other people into the agenda of sharing the gospel. What a fantastic thing that is. You know, we can't do what we normally do at the moment. We can't normally gather on a Sunday. And normally we would have one of our leaders perhaps teach and preach the word of God to us from the front. And, and that would be the forum we would bring our friends to. Or, or that's that's the, the means in which they would hear the good news of Jesus. But because even our leaders now are experiencing a measure of restriction, Can it be that this creates in us a confidence in the message in the gospel to allow us to take opportunity that even though perhaps those who would normally do this will continue to do it in a certain way, maybe the community of Jesus Christ starts to rise up with confidence and over the fence to their neighbour or perhaps over the phone or perhaps over WhatsApp or perhaps over FaceTime or perhaps over Facebook we begin to confidently and boldly share the love of Jesus with our world. Is that a possibility? Is that what could happen to me and to you? Could we take advantage of the restriction? Could we take advantage of the opportunity? Could we take advantage of the chains so that the gospel is not hindered, so that the work of God is not hindered? It's different It's not the way we normally do it and it's not the way we would like to do it, but it is the opportunity before us. Could we take advantage of that? Let me say to you as I close, the word of God is not chained. The spirit of God is not in isolation. The work of God is not hindered and he wants to work in all of us. He wants to work through all of us. He wants to be part of all of us. And like Paul, if we're prepared to see opportunity instead of opposition, if we're prepared to see repositioning instead of restriction, if we are prepared to rise up in confidence instead of being chained by the opposition, then maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit can multiply our effectiveness. He can multiply our influence. He can multiply the power of the gospel through men and women of PCF who are currently scattered but yet dynamically and powerfully positioned for his glory and for his majesty. And I just pray, I pray for you that in the midst of strange times, 
that we will be men and women who make the most of the opportunities before us and perhaps in and through us, God will be glorified. Lord Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters at PCF. I pray that, Lord, we will be encouraged by the words of Paul, that even though he was chained, you weren't, that even though he was restricted, your spirit was not, that, Lord, even though he was in a place of isolation, your word was able to go forth with boldness and with confidence. And I pray that will be our experience as men and women of God. So may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.